welcome to Game of Crones, MTV's weekly Game of Thrones podcast extravaganza. Uh, I'm Rachel Handler. I'm a pop culture writer here at MTV News, and I'm here with my fellow pop culture writers, Teo Bugby. Hello. Hello, Teo. And Crystal Bell. Hi. Who has read all the books and knows everything. Yes, I drink and I know things. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's hit the biggest thing that happened last night, which was that Jon Snow, uh, you know, came back to life. And and we what we're talking about now is sort of what what's what's he going to look like? What's going to happen to him? Is he going to be scary? Is he going to be mean? Crystal, what do you think? Well, we don't know. I mean, it's we, this has never happened before in the book, so I have no source material to, pour, to pull from. So sorry about that, guys. But every <laughs> so time rude. someone has been resurrected <laughs> on Game of Thrones, they come back a little different. So whether he won't remember people, I mean, I would be devastated if he didn't remember Sansa and she comes to... <laughs> Castle Black, that would just tear me into pieces. Or maybe his personality is a little bit different. I don't know. I'm just excited to see a better, like, new, revamped Jon Snow. He's got a new do, hopefully a new <laughs> attitude. Like, my whole thing is, like, I've never loved Jon Snow in the show as, as much as I loved him in the books. So really what this season is all about is making Jon Snow great again. See, I like Jon Snow a lot more than I like the other characters. And I, as you were talking, I was thinking about why. And I think it's because he's so blank that you can just sort of project <laughs> anything onto him. And that, to me, is, like, very sexy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is he going to stay blue all season? Because that's going to so. get... <laughs> I was going to say that was going to get in the way of him being, like, my above-the-wall eye candy next oh. to Red Beard, what's his name, Tormund. Yes. Yes. Or Ed, my personal favorite. We've yeah. Let's, this. this is more important, actually than Jon Stone coming back to life. Who is everyone's bay this week? This is our new segment. <laughs> Who is your bay this week? Bay of the week. Red Beard Tormund is my man. <laughs> he is the only man above the wall I actually care about. The only person I root for <laughs> actively to survive this stupid show. Him and Podrick all the way. Um, yeah, we should clarify that Teo thinks... Teo, I feel like... I like a, love the show. There's a sliding <laughs> spectrum. I feel like Crystal like is vi- like loves it. I think I'm somewhere in the middle where I love it, but also I think it's like absurd. And Teo is just like unequivocal like the show is idiotic. I, I mean, I love it though. Right. I, I mean, it's like so. That I goes love it saying. so much. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I like know. I know as much as the Wikipedia pages will tell me, mm-hmm. and I've gone in on those Wikipedia pages, and I think it's like ridiculous and fun, and mm-hmm. so so much fun to tune in every week. Mm-hmm. But like, I tune in for the beards. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree yeah. on that front. So tune do you, in and turn up. Did you guys? So Crystal, last week you were like, Jon Snow is definitely coming back. Were you? Did you know this was how it was going to happen? Were you guys surprised by it? I, I personally felt like it was really cheesy. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, so he's gasping and his eyes yeah. are open and he's, you know, it just felt like, okay, give us another comeback to I life I think moment. you could have polled like a hundred people on the street and they probably all could have told you that A, Jon Snow was coming back and B, it was going to be Melisandre who mm-hmm. did it. So I was not surprised. The only bit of that scene, actually, no, there are two parts in that scene that elicited some emotion from me. The first being that Melisandre's uh, necklace wasn't glowing at all, which I felt was weird because hmm. every time she performs magic, it glows red. This time it wasn't. So it's like, oh, that's a little different. Huh. Maybe maybe that was just yeah. like a mislead, though. Maybe. They were, trying, they were to- trying to psych you out. It's also true that the costuming this season, they have a new costume designer on Game of Thrones, and it's like been a little odd so far. I kind yeah. of wonder if it might just be a... They misplaced like a, the yeah. ruby. Yeah. And the only other part was Ghost. 
Because mm. once ghosts sort of perked up, you knew exactly what was going to happen. And right. I just love ghosts. I mean, who doesn't love ghosts? So I read something that said some people think it might not have been Melisandre, that it maybe was ghosts that brought him back or something, and then she didn't really have anything to do with it. Is there any weight to that theory, or is that like, am I going I mean, just off the I think rails? That's a, I mean, I think it's a little off the rails, yeah. because the only other way would be for John, and this is, again, pulling a little bit from the book that has never been discussed in the show, but for John to warg into ghost. Mm. But seeing as we also got John being awoken in that final scene, I don't really see that there... I don't think ghosts could warg into John. Mm. That would be... What if John was just a dog, like a dire wolf? That would be cool. What are the rules on John coming back as, like, a person as opposed to John coming back as a zombie? Because he's not a zombie because he didn't have, like, the blue eye thing yeah, going no. on. Yeah, no. He's not, like, the mountain, yeah. which he was also zombie. Oh, yeah. Why, yeah, why is he... <laughs> that, I just don't understand the rules. I just don't. Right, but, like, why isn't he... Why wasn't he an ice person by oh, now? Oh, well, because, like, I mean, he didn't get... Yeah, no it was Mel- yeah, it was Melisandre who brought him back. Right. Okay. And we've we've seen it before, like Thoros of Mir, who was another red priest back in uh, season three, brought someone back from With the dead Derek six Dondarrion. Time. Exactly. Uh-huh. Look at your Wikipedia. I Whoa. know. I remember <laughs> everyone's name. It's my superpower. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a whole season. But you know, like, so he's been brought back six times by the same guy. So it's sort of this, it, they're using the same magic, um, the Lord of Light. Uh, but what's really interesting is that Melisandre had to lose her faith in order to do it, which, mm. again, mirrors what happened with Thoros of Mir. He also had to be in a, a, a place of desperation in order to resurrect his friend. That being said, now Melisandre kind of has the gift. So mm-hmm. is that a failsafe for Jon Snow? Maybe. I don't know. I love that actual element of faith within this whole world. And I think that kind of came through in a bunch of storylines this mm. week between Melisandre and her kind of issues with the Red God. Although, like, clearly the Red God is the one to get behind. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's like, the only red... one that's done anybody any good. <laughs> Meanwhile, the High Sparrow's like, kill me. I don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> the Tree Gods are like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. the Tree Gods are, like, just, like, chilling. They have, like, way uglier makeup this season. They're like, there's that, like, weird little tree person mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. what, Max von Sydow. Max yeah. von Sydow taking that paycheck. I can't no shame, Max von he's on this show. <laughs> Every time I'm like, this isn't real. What would Ingmar from, I know Ingmar would be. I don't think Ingmar would be disappointed. I feel like really? Ingmar would be kind of into it. Yeah, he would probably like Game of Thrones. Actually, yeah. I'm honestly surprised there aren't more like vanity cameos in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. They've done it a few times with like Coldplay members and Radiohead <laughs> members, but it's when never been like Empire levels of vanity cameos. Like there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. So let's talk about Bran, who's also back. I yes. I personally find him so annoying. Because I will he never just, care about Bran. He just doesn't. Doesn't stop oh. whining. <laughs> He's guys. so spoiled. I'm like, dude, I you have Brand's- your whole life cut out for you. He's like Ariana Grande. They're just carrying him <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, everything is amazing for you. Like, calm down. I hope Bran turns into a tree in the next like two episodes, and that's the last we hear of him. I'm he already sorry. is a tree. Like, no, as far as I'm concerned, we want Bran. Bran is <laughs> Bran is great. You guys are haters. <laughs> no. Why do we want Bran? We Tell want me. Bran because he holds the key to unlocking the past. So we saw in that very first scene, uh, we met Lyanna Stark. That is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think if you talk to people who have read the books, I, for one, freaked out. Uh it was the books huge. and the yeah, Wikipedia pages. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we met Lyanna Stark, who I think is a major player in sort of the mythos of Game of Thrones. We also saw a little 
baby Benjen and baby Ned. And this is sort of what uh, Bran's storyline is going to be like this season. He's going to unlock, unlock a lot of those sort of sequences from the past, which mm-hmm. is I think is personally really, really intriguing. Like I'd much rather sort of watch a show that was about some of that mythology than watch some of these current storylines. Like I would much rather watch the baby Starks than Ramsey Bolton. Okay. That's fair. I mean, who wants to watch Ramsey? Yeah, no. Ramsey is the most overwritten. <laughs> that character is just pure bullshit to yeah, me. Nonsense. It's like it's not, I'm not even upset that he's killing babies. I'm just like we get it. Like, yeah. Move yeah. on. Also, how many babies can this show possibly kill before it gets tired of killing babies? I'm like tired. you have to find other things. Yeah. Like babies are really cute and I yeah. get it. But at the same time, like, I can't possibly be shocked by another baby No, death. it's like at this point, it's like, who isn't killing babies? It's just like the <laughs> thing to do. That's how I feel. That's true. I think, like, every kingdom has lost yeah, babies. Yeah, it's like, okay, we get it. Everyone's <laughs> killing babies. Let's move on. Um, but, yeah, that, that scene really pissed me off just because I'm so tired of him. I also just, like, like Valda. Like, that's her name, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I just, like, was Lovely. into her. Yeah. You were really into her? Like, I don't know I was why. Into she her was too. in it for, like, two seconds, and I was just like, we would be friends. Yeah, she I mean, didn't deserve her fate. That she literally just certain. had a child, and she was walking across the snow. Like, yeah. I was like, that can't feel good. Yeah. I was worried about her. And no, I don't know how she sprang back so quickly. I, that I was mean, fake. Like, I just, this is going to get graphic, but I just felt like, was was she done, like, with her placenta coming out? That's where my mind was. I was stressed out. <laughs> you were concerned for the afterbirth. I was like, afterbirth. is it going to, like, fall yeah. out while she's walking? Maybe the, it was, uh, the conspiracy theory is that she didn't have the baby. It was, like, oh, someone else. like Beyonce. Yeah, like Beyonce. Interesting. Not like Beyonce, you guys. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not about to get sued by like, Beyonce's team. <laughs> like, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, okay, so in terms of other people dying, um, yes. the uh, Roos, not Roos Bolton, what's his name? No, Roos. No, the guy who about felt, other people well, died. Well, yes, other people dying. Roos Bolton did die. I yeah. love Roos. R.I.P. Roos. R.I.P. Roos really, like, Roos was another one, another Bay of the Week if he weren't dead. Interesting. Yeah. No, but I loved it. I actually, that was the one moment where I was like, all right, Ramsey, I tolerate this because I loved that moment. It was so unexpected. Also, like, does no one remember how Roos Bolton killed Rob Stark, my own personal bae, like, no, forever? I, I'm sorry. No. I never cared about Rob oh Stark. Whoa. I know I'm, I know I should have, but it was like he was just, all he was doing was, like, sitting in that tent the whole time, and That's I just true. couldn't handle it. I liked his he was uh, falling Jennifer Love esque fiancé. Yeah. <laughs> he was falling in love with her. That's what yeah. he was doing. Yeah, um, Okay, so Roos is gone. I'm sorry about your bae, um, but... So is the Balin Greyjoy. Balin Greyjoy, who fell off the mm. bridge, the the worst design bridge I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. why they couldn't fix that bridge. I mean, the Ironborn have a lot of barriers to their path to the throne, and their sincere problem with architecture is one of them. Yes. Yeah, the infrastructure needs work. Yeah. Why, Crystal? Why is that bridge a thing? <laughs> like, why do they have a rope bridge between their <laughs> castles? I wish we really knew. I mean, Pike, I guess, <laughs> just needs. They need more funding. Maybe mm. get some more money from King's Landing. But the cool thing about that was that that was only ever implied in the books. I mean, Balin was never a POV character, so we've actually, uh, that was cool to see, and also you don't know who killed him in the books, so to actually get oh. confirmation that it was his brother, although it's pretty heavily hinted that it was Euron Greyjoy, uh, that was also pretty awesome. I'm just super into this new trend of like everyone in pop culture dying, like Emperor Palpatine style, like mm-hmm. yeah, just throwing them <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, the Disney villain style. Yes. Yeah, but then they managed super to get his it. body for the funeral that also he did me. not look that wrecked no, no he, he fell fine. from like a 
people on Tower in the Sky. <laughs> he, he, he looked, looked like, like he tripped. As a pancake. Yeah, he looked like he tripped on some rocks. <laughs> How did they find him? <laughs> he was like I wrapped was so in kelp. Like he had such a soft fall. And I love that the infrastructure of of that whole castle is so terrible that they can't even build a good bridge, but they are capable of finding a man yeah. in <laughs> the sea You're an in time for a funeral. Listen, it's the sea gods. What are they? Yeah. The drowned gods the drowned found gods. him. You know what it is? It's everything's so dimly lit in Pike. Yeah. So they can't see what they're doing. Yeah. So they were probably constructing the bridge, being like, this is great, guys. <laughs> Looks perfect. <laughs> this is great. Done. You can mock our god without my help. I don't mock the drowned god. I am the drowned god. Um, so, okay, this is a new recurring segment that we've just invented called um, Who Deserved It Most? It was Who Deserved to Die of All the People That Died This Week? I wish I could be saying Sam. Sam is always my pick for the person I want to die, and they never kill him. But I would say the person who deserved to die the most in this episode, I guess, is Roos, but I like him too much. Hmm. He deserved to die? Yes. Is it because, like, Yeah, he... I guess he deserved to die the yeah. most. Like, he's killed the most people. He, like, has let his son rip people's skin off. You know, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. I think the I think it was obviously Rickety Bridge Man, Phelan <laughs> Greyjoy. Oh, right. Greyjoy. He also sucks. He, yeah. like, not... Just putting aside the moral implications of what he's done, he literally walked out <laughs> onto a rickety bridge in the middle of, of monsoon and thought it'd be fine. Also, yeah, he just deserved it. Like, just pure Darwinism. Like, you should be dead. That's also, the dumbest thing. Also, in terms thing. of just, like, this being a TV show, he is a character I do not ever want to see on my TV. So, like, deserves <laughs> to die in terms of how much he's entertained me versus yeah. other characters. Right. Absolutely. Like, cut him out. I really I like that. love that scene because it was so funny to see him try to compete with his, like, younger, hotter brother. Right. Because you could tell he didn't really have his sea legs. Like, he couldn't find his rhythm walking on that bridge. And then he saw his brother not holding on to the rails. He's like, I don't need to hold on the rails either. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even need this bridge. I don't need this. I created this bridge in the dark. <laughs> so I would say, like, my brain is telling me that it was Roose Bolton, just mm -hmm. because, again, I wanted to, I think, like, the Boltons and the Freys, like, the fact that we have a Frey out this week and a Bolton, they were both responsible for the death of the Starks. Mm -hmm. Kind of a little happy about that, even though R.I.P. Walda. Uh, but I think the guy that deserved it the most was the one who shot an arrow into 1-1. One -one. Like, mm -hmm. Don't fuck with one one. Okay, I'm super into the giants. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. One one the giant. That's his name. Yeah, I could not one, figure one. out his name. <laughs> you guys, I'm writing the recaps. <laughs> I was like the main giant, <laughs> the lead giant. I love the giant. That's okay. He's great, right? And he seems so great, and I'm so confused by what he's even doing with them. Like he could root, he could kill all of them in a second. Why is he hanging the giant? around? Yeah, I know. Those are he the could worst. have the throne. Yeah, like, go go south, giant. Like, you, you can, like, climb that wall in, like, ten minutes. Yeah. All of the people at the wall are the worst. I agree. Take Redbeard with you, and then we can <laughs> just, just like, cut, cut off everyone here. The giant is my bay of the week. A hundred percent. One, one. One, one. Yes. One, one. Okay, if anything ever happens to him, I quit. <laughs> He's survived a lot. Yeah, he has. He's that gonna be. I think. Lived. I actually think he's gonna be a really major player going forward. <gasps> okay. I think so. I mean, you have giants. You have dragons. They all have to be oh, in that final yeah, let's battle. Let's talk about the dragons. Yeah. What? Wh why were they trusting Tyrion? I mean, that story to me was not very sympathetic. I feel like that was like like the fast track to Tyrion riding a dragon, like four <laughs> yeah. episodes into this season. They just really want to put they him on a dragon. They just want him they, on those yeah. dragons. I mean, if you. I'm not I won't spoil things. I don't want I don't know if this is a spoiler podcast, but there's always been a long-standing theory of this three heads of the dragon. Mm. So, there are certain characters who have always been sort of in that uh 
in that pipeline. Daenerys is certainly one of them as being one of the heads of the dragon. Um, I've heard, you know, Tyrion, again, could be one of them. Uh, he certainly was very friendly with those dragons. Mm-hmm. He went into the dragon cave without even knowing if they liked him. He was just like, yep, they're going to like me. Right. right. <laughs> um, and then, you know, there are some other people. I'm sure by the end of the season we'll be able to figure it out. But, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely foreshadowing a bigger event down the down the line. Okay. All right. And again, proving that Tyrion is badass. He is. Yeah. I do enjoy him. Um, what about, speaking of the Lannisters, let's talk about the High Sparrow, who <laughs> just, to me, doesn't make sense as a plot point because, how, okay, how many, you know, creepy monks does he have in his arsenal? That scene think? was so confusing. It was, it yeah, was confusing. I mean, I think there are definitely a sizable amount of people in the faith militant. But couldn't the Lannister army just take them all down Listen, really easily? Listen, that one nun could take down half yeah. an army herself. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> She'd be ringing the, the bell shame every time. Nun, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, like, why don't they just take them down? Like, I feel like the writers are being lazy and just sort of waiting because they want to keep them around for Well, something. I think, remember, King Tommen is sort of in control of his Kingsguard, and he's in control of the army. And he admitted very bluntly he didn't do anything to help his Mm -hmm. wife, who is still in jail. He didn't do anything to help his mother. So, you know, that's certainly, I think, as we saw in the promos, Cersei definitely makes a bold statement. You know, I choose violence. It certainly seems like she's going to use Tommen Mm -hmm. to wage war. On the faith militant. I thought of that differently. I thought that that was like... She's gonna use her her zombie mountain. I thought that it was like she, because isn't she? Oh yeah, why at, can't he just kill? Isn't she everyone? like still at trial? Basically, like doesn't she still have to like deal with like the choice? Like, well, she re, she did her walk of atonement, right? But then just, so, I thought she was still on trial. Yeah, for, I think she's still, still in the for, hole. Cause, yeah, because he was like, you can go home, but we still have your trial. Yeah, I think that I was thinking that it was gonna be just a whole season of like brains getting squashed like grapes a la Oberyn. Right. I mean, that could be. I mean, I see it more as now Tommen is finally sort of in line with what his mother wants. And I think she's going to do what she kind of did with Joffrey, except Mm -hmm. she couldn't do very well because he was a little monster, (laughs) but try to use him as a puppet. And I think they need to be smart. I mean, I don't think you can just wage a giant war with the faith militant, who is basically the religion. You know, they're going to alienate a lot of people in King's Landing. So it's like that delicate line you have to walk. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think that's why they're probably not doing it suddenly and very quickly. It has to be like a covert operation. Interesting. I I feel like I'd be a very bad military strategist now that we're having this conversation. (laughs) I'm like, why can't they just kill everyone? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who disagrees with them? Um, well, because they've done that, like, the thing that bothers me about this show, or, like, it doesn't bother me because I still enjoy watching it, but the justifications for people's actions tactically are sometimes completely arbitrary. So it's like, in some cases, yeah, they can just murder everyone in the capital. That's right. all they can do. And then mm-hmm. in some times, it's like, no, no, like, the monks are there, so, like, they can't do it. <laughs> yes. You know, and it's yeah. just like, you've got to pick one. Like, you've got to say, you've got to stick by your own rules, or I can't take your rules seriously. No, you're right. The rules are always being shifted in the in the Game of Thrones universe, and that's why I'm always confused. I'm always confused. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, who, Is that why, why can't you just, that's the only reason. Every yeah. Everything else makes perfect sense. 
don't um, know. I think we can all agree, though, at this point, King's Landing is kind of like the biggest shithole. Yeah. Yeah. And on the map, like, it's the one place that I just would not want to. I guess Winterfell as well. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be in Winterfell, but anywhere. I do not want to be in King's Landing. <laughs> I don't want to go above the wall. No. Where would you go? That's a great question. This week, where would you have wanted to live? I would go to Dorne. Okay. Sunny. Oh, Tyrion. Yeah. Um, but that's shit's about to go uh, down there. Well, yeah. Tyrion's a marine. Oh, right, right. right. Also, would not oh, want to be a marine. Dorne, Dorne, Dorne. You get no, the sunshine. I don't know if I would want to go to Dorne. <laughs> the Dorne is a lot. I would not Dorne. be good at hanging out with all of those people. You wouldn't <laughs> be like with Alaria Sand. No, girl is too militant for my taste. Yeah, like, I just intense. can't. I want to chill in the sun. Okay, I don't want to have to deal with like people getting stabbed. What about Bravos with Arya and those cops? I would go to Bravos. I love. Do seafood. I have to be blind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that might be nice then. Yeah. Bravo yeah. would be like your place. I every time I've seen that scene, I'm like, get, I get hungry. I'm like, this sounds great. I would be, I would not be able to sell all those seafoods because I would just eat them. I saw that Hodor wasn't always Hodor. Hodor. Oh my God! Wait, oh, can, can we, we talk, talk about, about Hodor? Hodor? Yes. I'm sorry, I love Hodor. Hodor, Willis. most re- relatable me. character on this whole show. Interesting. I hope that he chose to stop talking because he didn't want to have to deal with everyone's bullshit. He was just like, I'm going to pick a word, and I'll, if I say it enough, people will just forget. If you start doing that to us, we'll understand why. Now we know your secret strategy. I, it can't even be my real name, because no. his real name isn't even Hodor. Yeah, Crystal, yeah. Does the, do the book explain what happened to him or no? No. Oh. This is totally this new, is new and different and cool, and I am hoping that it has something to do with the bigger picture, because I... I don't know. I can't imagine that they just, maybe they did just for fanfare to be like, oh, you know Hodor. He mm-hmm. actually has a name. And he used to talk. But I'm hoping that what actually happened to Hodor, as traumatic as it was, plays into the larger story. What's your vote? This is a, another new segment that I've just made up. What happened to Hodor? <laughs> I think he got kicked by a horse in the face. <laughs> That's a horse what named I Hodor? Yeah. And yeah. he was like, Hodor, no. Or maybe Hodor. he was trying to say horse and he got stuck. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. This is just. I really don't have a theory. My theory is that he like just hates everyone and then decided yeah. to like get to his Zen place and his Zen place is just saying this word over and over again okay. so that everyone stops talking to him. And what about you? My theory is I think maybe he was involved in some sort of battle because they kind of hinted. You heard Ned say that if he was on the front lines, he'd be unstoppable because of his size. I'd like to think that that maybe that that was some sort of foreshadowing. Knowing this terrible show, they definitely <laughs> threw him into battle head first. You they know, were like you don't get a shield, <laughs> you right. don't get a sword, just go. You're bigger than everyone. You don't get anything else. Well, I loved how his mom was like, "He'll never fight," and I was like, "Okay, this is like just the most obvious writing as I know. usual." That's like, like classic on. Game of Thrones. I it know is. it's so bad. Maybe that's it. I, I mean, it. maybe Hodor is just like super skilled with a sword, mm-hmm. and he'll just be like number one warrior. Do you think we're going to find out next week what happened to him, or it's going to no. be a while? No, I think this is going to be yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be forever. I think it'll be if not season long, season seven. What are we going to find out next week? Do you think? Oh, next week is a big week. Okay, uh, at least part of it. Uh, Tower of Joy. If you don't know what I'm referring to. You can look it up on Teo's favorite website, the Ice and Fire Wikipedia a page. Wiki, a wiki of ice and fire. Yes, you can look it that up. It saved me several thousand pages of yes. George R. R. Martin. Okay. <laughs> you were probably better off for it. Um, but yes, the Tower of Joy scene is again going to happen through one of Bran's visions through the weirwood trees. And it's going to set up, I hope, something very interesting. Knowing Game of Thrones, I do not get, think we'll get the full payoff of that scene. But it basically takes place um, 
at the end of Robert's Rebellion, which if you remember from seasons one, or if you remember from season one, was sort of uh, Robert's desperate attempt to get Lyanna Stark back mm-hmm. from Rhaegar Targaryen, who had, quote, kidnapped her. Right. Again, we still don't know what happened Which there. Which is like sort of a scandal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he kept her, so Rhaegar kept her in this tower in Dorne called the Tower of Joy. Mm. So basically Ned Stark leads a small battalion of men to face off against Rhaegar's uh, Kingsguard. And so that's the scene we're going to see next week, whether oh. we get the full picture I don't know. I think they might splice it up because Game of Thrones likes to torture us. Yes, they do. And whatever happens in that episode could explain quite a lot. Okay. So that was all in the preview, right? Yeah. So who's playing old Liana? Older Liana? Same girl? I don't think so. It has to be someone older, I hope. I mean, you never know. Like, she's (laughs) raping age on this show, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that clip in the preview made me so mad because I had no idea what they were talking about, and I assumed that we were just going to have to memorize more More people. Oh, you're like, this is another fight? Like, like all people, I have no idea who those people are. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, no. This is, it's going to be a flashback, and yeah, it's going to be, I think, really cool, hopefully. Then I could talk it up and it could be absolutely nothing. I'm excited for another female character. And, you know, I know we're going to see her boobs, but because that's just how this works. But I hope that she has more to offer. Yeah. (laughs) But did anyone get like the that scene in the very first part, like Bran's vision was very reminiscent of like early Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. With like, you know, old Winterfell. And like Lyanna was very much the Arya Stark character. It's kind of amazing in terms of this show's production budget that they tore the fuck out of Winterfell in the last season, but then must have had to rebuild the set to do that. Um, that scene. You know what I mean? Well, God knows they're not putting any budget into writing. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Um, All that... Every piece of that $5 million per episode goes to set design. The set of Winterfell. (laughs) The set of Winterfell. Um, Okay, guys. Thank you. I'm very excited to talk about Liana next week. And, uh, yeah. Catch you later. (laughs) Bye. 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 Game of Crones is a production of the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at MTV News and at MTV Podcasts. You can find this and other MTV podcasts on iTunes.